everybody, this is Abdulaziz, Yusuf Janov, and Brayden Patrick back with the next um, nerd. Wait, what is? What did we title this series? The Digital Nerd Series. Digital Digital Nerd Art. Digital. Oh, use your words. <laughs> one of those. Um, welcome back to another podcast. Today we're reviewing another play. This one is called Men on Boats. We saw it, I think, last week on Saturday. And this play goes through February 15th, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, this is Brayden right here. Um, so I have notes for this podcast of the review on vmediabackstage.com. So let's just get started. The Colorado River is running with pride um, at this winter in the Open Stage Theater. That's where the play was held. Uh, this play was by Jacqueline Bacaus, Men on Boats. Um, and it's at the Lincoln Center through February 15th. I did get that right. And the play is directed by Denise Burson Freestone. And all the cast members are local. They're open stage theater veterans. Uh, the, the director says that she was especially pleased to keep the cast of women all local favorites. Welcome to Men on Boats, where there are no men or boats, she says at the very beginning of the play. What you think of this? <laughs> <laughs> We're there? Alright, uh, <clears throat> the entire play, I liked it. I think the humor that was within the play, I didn't, like me, us as teenagers, we didn't understand why half the people were laughing, but there were some funny parts. Where there were like, a lot of funny parts, but we didn't, everybody was just like hollering and laughing. So maybe there's like inside jokes that we don't know about, but a lot of the jokes we didn't, um, as two 16 year old teenage boys that we didn't find especially funny. Um, the overall plot and the story was very well developed. Uh, and this playwright Bacaus says Men on Boats is perfect for Colorado audiences. Uh, he says Colorado is still a frontier, including the political and social justice environments. It's a place of adventure, a place where people find unknown territory, and a place where movements start. Fort Collins, Colorado is the perfect city for this play. That is very true. That is true. <clears throat> um, the, 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 if this had been a story about like California, or if this play was held in California, uh, I think- It wouldn't make any sense, and it, the, the, it wouldn't, the audience wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah, would, there's a sense of pride and um, patrioticness, patriot, patrionism. Yeah, is that a word? Patriotic. Yeah, there's like. a sort of patriotic feel to the play as this is Colorado and this is talking about the history of where we live, basically. Um, there are 10 explorers, four wooden boats, and a quest to map the Grand Canyon. Men on Boats is the true history of the 1869 expedition. So there was this one-armed captain and a crew of volunteers, which were very loyal, and they set out to chart the course of the Colorado River. We have an unknown distance yet to run, an unknown river to explore, says Professor John Wesley Powell. That is the, the leader of the group. The Open Stages production, Bacaus's work, uh, you definitely will not fail to notice that there are no actual men. Um, and you will not miss their presence. Was there times within the play 
where you forgot that they were women? Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Were there times during the play where you forgot that the women that were playing were actually supposed to be men? Because there was many times when I was watching, I was like, whoa, these were supposed to be men doing this because I got so caught up within the story and... First off, that, that one girl that had that really low voice, that was really... I can't remember that was, which character that was. That was that was really good, but I don't know. I was just kind of paying attention to the story. But the part I liked was, or the part that made it somewhat special, was because of Lake Powell, which is a lake in Colorado, is named after the mm -hmm. leader. So there is a lake in Colorado named Powell. I didn't like this. <laughs> um, the story pays no attention to character development. It's not really. The story really isn't about how a character develops through the story. Although we did see some, a couple examples of that, but that's not what the point of the play was. It's, it makes its own statement simply retelling a real life chapter from the history of the United States. And the adventure of discovering the dangers of the river and the Grand Canyon are hardly male only domains these days. Freestone Direction is a patriotic production that gives her actors the real workout they were up on stage um, pretending to row boats. They didn't have actual boats, like she said at the beginning of the play. And you'll soon forget, yeah, he, yeah, this is the part of my notes that I was talking about. You'll soon forget the characters the women are playing. Uh, the historic characters were actually men. So this story is the story of a one-armed ex-soldier John Wesley Powell and their audacious 1869 expedition to explore the lower reaches of the Colorado River we are via the gorges of the Grand Canyon. I think that's where the most elevated um, excitement was throughout the story. Like, are they going to make it? How long do they have to go? Remember, they're in a canyon. Um, there's no food. There's no nowhere to hunt. It's just walls and walls beside you for days and days on end and some of them try to hunt um, Some of them were successful some of them unsuccessful So that's something that I was a little tensed up about as we were watching the play What do you think the most tense parts of the? The climax of the play the was? climax uh, the, the, the the I guess the part that I remember was when they were going off of the waterfall. Oh yes, that happened like two. That, three I think times. that was that was probably the most intended climax. Intense. Yeah, yeah. The I didn't know they were gonna make it. I thought other it was, than that, it was just pretty much building from the story. It was just kind of going through the story. I think. Mhm. Mm I think the yeah that is. I almost forgot about that part. They were, they fell down these like two, three waterfalls, and in my mind, I was imagining like a 30, 90 foot waterfall, and obviously, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't that. Uh, I'm guessing it was just like a sloped, really steep sort of river part, because um, they all made it, and you would not survive. I'm guessing a 90 foot fall in wooden boats, and come out okay. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> Shannon Nicole White is one of the actors in the play and they're perfectly in tune with the adventurous and daring attitude as the headstrong crew member William Dunn. Alex Forbes is reserved but powerful and she sets a presence as a young all-important map maker. Hall. Molly McGuire is strong and upbeat 
as the icon John Colton Summers, who made snow death trek to the Rocky Mountains just to say he did it. Uh, this is some history uh, and some background knowledge of the, of the characters. McGuire is adept in the play's many high energy movement sequences as the explorers brave the rapids and cataracts in the canyons. Freestone, um, the director, kept the cast Freestone, they, she kept the cast moving and successfully recreated the hours and days the team had to carry their boats above their heads. There were many times within the play where I really felt uh, really into, I felt like I was almost a part of the story yeah, they, watching they, them. They really built every character really, really well. Like, you would look at one of the actors on stage and like, you would, you would know things about them and that and each kind of character had their like inside jokes, which makes made the play like a lot more enjoyable. Every character had its own set purpose in the yeah. play, which made it really, really good. Um, the rousing Brianna Sprecher Kinnear is a compelling figure as Powell's mysterious brother, nicknamed Old Shady. A local favorite, Heather Johnson, who is a vet in local theater, is right in her elements as the quiet cook. And her name is Hawkins. Um, there's a part in the play where she just steals a show uh, where, when she slams a rattlesnake. Oh yeah, that was so funny. Remember that? <laughs> that was my favorite part of the entire show of how, how like, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was, I like that. In the notes in the review, we, we wrote that it was the most comedic and memorable scene. In like 10 years, when somebody talks about this place, or this play, the most memorable moment is going to be the rattlesnake scene. That was just hilarious. The John Wesley Powell, the leader, she's very level-headed. Did you see that? Do you think she was a fit leader? There's times when there's a little bit of tension between her and the other characters, but I felt she was sort of level-headed and fair. No, I think that she was smart for the most part. I don't know, I didn't, I mean, I didn't see any problem with her. Yeah. So one of the characters got an argument like, why should you be the one um, leading us and not anyone else? You can't even do anything. You can't even follow the directions. Her argument, her argument is, why are you ordering us around when you can't even follow your own orders? Because she didn't have, or he, for that matter, didn't have an arm. Which I could see why they were pissed, but I think otherwise she was a great leader for the expedition. There, um... So now let's talk about the stage on the play. So there's no river roaring across the Magnolia stage, obviously, but sound designer, um, Victoria Villalobos. 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 <laughs> does, uh, she did a great job bringing the, the great Colorado River to life with compelling sound effects as they were rowing the boats, as they were talking, there is like bird sound effect, was there? Yeah. yeah? Um, river sound effects, everything. Um, the, um, how do you think, did they do a good job with the setting the correct atmosphere and the, around the explorers? There were, there were panels behind the actors of the play and it showed, um, video, video shots of a river just to build the atmosphere. What do you um, think? I think that. I mean, they did what they could in a, in a theater, but I think it was, we could always tell what we were supposed to be, where we were supposed to be, and I think that was important because that helped us establish the setting. 
They also had a map of where the boat was currently oh, yeah. in time, yeah. which I think was Throughout really, the play, really good. It was, yeah. it was kind of like a trip, and they showed where the boat was going and where it came from. Okay. Um, so Powell was is famous for his thought-provoking quotes, I think, that really helped for the plot. One of them being, we have an unknown distance yet to run, an unknown river to explore. She talks about the Grand Canyon. You cannot see the Grand Canyon in one view, as if it were a changeless spectacle from which a curtain might be lifted. But to see it, you have to toil from month to month through its labyrinths. Bacow sits back as she changes the, the wit of Powell to the more current prose. We have boats, we have somebody who makes us coffee, we have a map maker, this is cushy frontiering. I remember that that quote was on one of the parts when they were when one of the characters was saying, We're not really the first ones to go through the Colorado River. The natives have obviously mm. gone through here. And then the the leader, Powell, was like, Well, we're doing it the cushy way. We're comfortable. Even though they were far, far from being comfortable. <laughs> yeah. At least by today's standards. Yeah. Um, our eyes will be old someday, and new eyes will not see the things we see with, with such a sheen. He goes on, this whole country built on the idea of newness. Eventually, it all gets old. Yeah, I agree with that. America was built on the foundation of, it's the new place. It's the new, um, hey, we have matching socks. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's the new frontier and then but it does eventually uh get old so that was a smart quote uh the explorers traveled for almost four months finding their way out at separation canyon there was no hero's welcome but u.s history called this one of the most dangerous map quests to date this story is performed realistically with some fresh comedic timing by three polished actresses. The madness and the, the decadence of men on boats might be a bit slow at times. Um, we, we thought the plot and the, and the story was a little bit slow. But the, the patriotic production really floats with an incredibly engaging cast and production team. Like we said, the patriot... I keep... Patriotism? The patriotics of the play really is what was the best part of patriotism about patriotism there we yeah. go i was just pronouncing it weird <laughs> <laughs> um the piece overall truly was a quote theatrical journey filled with danger humor and pathos we also explore the uncharted waters of a renewed freedom and the undiscovered horizons of a newfound equality says the director freestone so that's pretty much the end of the notes that I have up on screen through the review website, um, vmediabackstage.com. And we want to give a shout out to the next two plays, Constellations by Nick Payne this later season and um, Rumors by Neil Simon, which I hope the both of us will, will have the opportunity to go see and to go review. So now let's look at some pictures on the website. So I have it up on my laptop. Um, there was one picture that uh, our director, producer Vince wanted us to talk about. Yeah, here it is. Um, so, obviously you can't see the picture, but it's this black and white picture and one of them looks to be an Indian. 
um, a, Native, a Native American, he has long silky hair, and I'm guessing this was, this is one of the American um, explorers, and they're asking them questions. Remember there were times when they conversed with the, the Native Americans? Yeah, when they needed food because their, their, their boat broke or sunk or I don't remember exactly what happened, but all the food was... Yeah. And then they and then they made a big old joke about how the whiskey was, was <laughs> still was still drinkable and that um, they saved the whiskey. Yeah, the boats turned one of the boats turned over in one of the harsher parts and then they eventually went back and got it but before and got all the supplies that were lost in the river. But before then they talked with the Native Americans um and see if they could ask for some help. Um yeah, look at this picture. Wow. Those are pretty, not very, they don't look like very strong canoes, at least to today's uh, standards. It's That's just, the actual picture? Yeah. Apparently they have. When, when was this? Um, 1869. So they had cameras, but yeah. Who was their photographer? <laughs> I don't know, they didn't have it in the play, but I'm guessing it was one of them. Wait, let's count the men. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a scene from one of the plays that had like panels in the back with a projection on there. It wasn't just like a movie screen, it was like split up, which yeah. I think was cool and interesting. Alright, so now let's look at, let's talk about some of the, um, our favorite parts and what made this play really, really shine and then move on to what we thought could be improved. No. I think improved isn't the right word. It's because this isn't really, um, we're not really Critique. the target audience. Yeah, let's talk about some of the critiques that we have for the play. So obviously we said it was really good. We, I really enjoyed seeing it. The story developed and then see the, um, we're not allowed to spoil it, but the ending was a little bit, it gave us some emotion. Uh, it was a little bit sentimental at the very end. Um, but to critique it, I think I think my least favorite part about the play was the repetitiveness of it. I was gonna say that. It felt it felt kinda dragged out and it felt I I don't know, it felt like some scenes may have been unimportant, but I think that everything was definitely building. I mean every scene contributed in some way, but I feel like the play would be would have been like a lot more enjoyable if there were more like rattlesnake type scenes. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, if I like the rattlesnake type scene was like really energetic and like really funny. If more scenes had been that way, it would have more, been a lot more. Maybe some scenes, more scenes on land. What I liked least was how repetitive it got when they kept rowing. It's like oh whoa! I was like, what were the and words yelling they were things and like. And just, so, like, for like, example, like, for a straight minute, they'd just be yelling out, like, um, I guess what you would call... Rocks ahead, or... Yeah, like, what's the word? Actions and, and, um, commands, pretty much. But I have, I have a, a comeback for that, for our own critique. I think that could have been an example of how repetitive it was for them. Because I had this thought, like after we went home and seen that play and thought it was a little bit repetitive. And then I thought, why would they include all those scenes? And then maybe it is because it truly felt so repetitive for them that they had to show us 
and that ties in with how well this play um, showed us the accuracy and how of the actual 1869 expedition. Well, so then, then that's when you get what, I guess, what was the reason they made that play? And if, was it for entertainment or was it to inform us? Mm. So that changes completely in how the play was, because if it was an informational play, then it did everything right with a right amount of humor. But if yeah. it was meant for entertainment, maybe it could have had a little more scenes that are dedicated to just entertainment. I remember texting Vince right after the play. Um, this this play was more like a documentary almost than a movie. Uh, speaking it because mm -hmm. we're both filmmakers, so we know what that's like. A documentary, you have different standards for it because it's more informational, and you're expecting some of that. Um, more, I don't want to say boring parts, but I guess there is no word other than that that we could describe it as. I think this would have made a great, um, this really did make a great sort of documentary type type of play. Okay, so we've been rambling on for about 20 minutes now. Let's take a quick break when Bray and I are going to recollect our thoughts and then move on to the second half of this podcast. Thank you. Be back. Or we'll be back. <laughs> Okay, and can you go back to the drive thing? Go drive. What? It has the, like, five words. That's, like, basically our notes. Um, that there were video courses. Brings camera and documentary filmmaking. Okay, we are now back, everybody, um, with Abdulaziz and Brayden in this podcast. The digital arts. Digi I keep forgetting the name. Okay, we got to write that down. So... Let's talk about school. <laughs> wow, so, that's that's energetic. I know we got to be as energetic as possible, even though school isn't. Uh, <laughs> so, what's what's amazing about this semester of school is that Brayden and I have two classes together. Which really? We've never had them together. <laughs> I know, we've never ever had classes together. We didn't even know that we were going to have classes together, but we don't even have one, we have two. Um, 90 minute classes together, so half our school day is spent uh, with each other. More than half, actually. So, I'm taking video courses right now. I'm in the second prerequisite of, uh, of our eventual goal, which is might sound confusing to you, but Vince knows about this, this video announcement program that we have at school which you make cool little short videos that are announcing play whatever's happening at school and then we put them online for everybody at school to see uh but brayden you talk about your schedule situation with band and how you couldn't take the classes <laughs> yeah so last year i wanted to i wanted to sign up for basically the, the video two, classes the that I need to get in that I took that I need to get in for video announcements and Basically what they told me is it it was full and that kind of made me a little mad because with my last name 
I'm not the first one that gets to like choose their classes. I'm kind of later. And so And we're also the, freshmen, so we were last the, of the, the camera the grades. The 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 courses were already filled up and it kinda wasn't fair to me because like I'm sure that there's people that just want to take it because it's fun and then there's me who I'm actually trying to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna talk to my counselors and this, say this year. We are that. more important than the other kids. <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> Bluntly. <laughs> um no, well, maybe I'll come with you and just say, because we need to do this together and we don't have much time before school ends. Um, and now... We are more important. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's well, yeah, true. No, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, because um, <laughs> the other kids, some of them, they just want to get an easy A. They're very easy classes, but they're prerequisites to video announcements. And to us, that's really important. We believe that's how we'll leave our legacy at Rocky Mountain High School. Let's talk about your camera. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot to talk about. That's a lot to talk about. You want to introduce um, us? Yeah, about a year ago, I started looking at this camera, and then I started, as every teenager does, adding everything that he would ever want to the shopping cart. <laughs> and so my and my and my grand total at the end of. Uh, adding all those things was like something like seven thousand dollars and remember you were thinking and it kept so going up from there right and so because he wanted everything that was that was that was what I was shooting for I got a, uh, I worked for my dad's company over the summer and at the beginning I calculated out how much I would have to work and how much money I would end up getting at the end of the summer and that would be enough for like the big things that I wanted and I would get, I would get, I would make enough, but what ended up happening was since I wasn't of age, like legal age to be employed, I couldn't just I basically, have enough jobs to do. Basically. Yeah, because I was, everything was just kind of like helping out my dad or helping out other employees, and there basically wasn't enough work for me. So I only ended up with like a, th like a thousand something dollars, but then recently I've, Realize things and basically when I'm I need about one thousand more and it's like twenty two hundred dollars now, but that camera is like crazy good. <laughs> yeah. The reason he wanted and forgive me if I put words into your mouth, stop me when I'm wrong. <laughs> the reason You're he, wrong. <laughs> the reason he wanted such an expensive good camera was because he didn't want to buy something that he knew he would eventually have to upgrade from, which is what I did, but much, much earlier. I would much um, rather try for a bigger step than take like tons of little steps and, and keep spending more money. In the process. Plus, it was one of the only cameras that would actually help me out because um, he wants to it do has a lot 120 of FPS, which is slow mo, and he wants slow mo incorporated in his videos to give it an artistic look and there's basically no other camera below five thousand dollars pretty oh. much below i mean there's like there's some of them but they're below they're, like two they sacrifice other features and and i actually i think it was two weeks ago i use this i shoot i'm one of the photographers at my church and i shot using one one of the other photographers at, at my church has that camera and i shot with it and holy moly it's like it's like, whoa, it's like driving that new car. It feels so good. 
So if you didn't know, that's all the also the camera that I'm also going to be eventually upgrading to once I get the money. I like so, end up taking your camera home. You're like, no, nah, I think you got my camera. <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't even. Yes, it's going to matter. <laughs> Not you know really. why? Because your screen is <laughs> a rainbow because of how much oil is on the is on the screen. <laughs> so at least then we wouldn't we would be able to identify <laughs> which one's yours. Cameras. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yours. All right. Um, so at, when he gets his new camera, uh, he will start vlogging and make. Let's talk about that. Will we even vlog? I don't know. It's like a. It's like a. We, we have to change it up if we, we do. do. I think once we get our, once we both get our cameras and we're able to work together, that we'll be able to make much bigger projects than just daily little clips put next to each other that we call a vlog. Um, so we want to do that. There's a film fest that is due in like two days. That um, two we, days. We were not. Hold on. Oh, okay that we were not trying for because we said we, we found out way too late about the film fest. But then I talked to the video teacher and he said, um, we're not getting any submissions because they played it on the, the video announcements that we talked about. They showed it off a lot later than they did last year. And so he said, I might push back the date to like May, which is in like two months, three months. And so we're going to try for that. If he does push it back, we'll make a film. Um, we, Man, we you don't. never know. I might have my camera by then. Yeah, that would probably be. not. But <laughs> but that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um. So that's that's basically what our next six months are gonna look like. We're gonna keep hanging out. We're gonna make videos, little vlogs, and bigger projects. Hopefully, hopefully he will get his camera um, in the summer or even before then, and then we'll really get started yeah then we'll get cranking and then we will have no excuse to not take photos to not make videos to not approach companies and see if they want photos or videos for commercial use and start making money hopefully and yeah anything else you want to add to the podcast um we've talked for quite a bit no no <laughs> Um, we're, we're taking photos today actually, he's at my house, he's at my house and we're, we're gonna take black and white indoor photography, portraits, we've always shot outdoors. I've had, I've had, I basically had experience with another one of the photographers at my church, he used me as like a kind of test sample cause he was taking like dramatic black and white photos, which was uh -huh. really cool, so. So that's basically what inspired us to try this so we're gonna set up lights take portraits and maybe post them on instagram and um vince wherever he posts this he will uh um he'll shout us out i think and on his own instagram he'll probably shout us out in the photos we take from today so keep an eye out for that uh our youtube channels are abdulaziz if you type in Abdulaziz, A-B-D-U-L-A-Z-I-Z -Z on YouTube, it will come up. <laughs> like a rapper. <laughs> a -B -D -A -Z. A -B -D -U. Um, and then Brayden Patrick, if you type in B-R-A-I-D-E-N Patrick, it will also come up. And if you type in his name, mine will come up too. And I bet you <laughs> that if you type in your name, mine will come up too. That's what you just yeah, said. Yeah, because that's when... <laughs> you... 
Oh right, right. <laughs> but vice versa because yeah, yeah. I'm in the I have the 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 keyword the key the, the tags. Yeah. Alright, so I think that's the end of this. Thank you so much, Vince, for um, producing us and giving us some notes to go off of to And for direct. sending us the play. Oh, yeah. That's a huge feat. There's so many people in this world that would die. Okay, not die. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really need to get into this play, dude. Um, there's many people in the world that would absolutely love to go to the play, and we're experiencing that, so we can't take that for granted. Um, thank you so much, Vince, for everything. Thank you guys for listening and supporting the two of us and Vince with everything. Um, have a good day. Goodbye. Adios. Au revoir. Okay. <laughs> We've had, a, had enough friends. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Goodbye.